up at like 6 a.m. And uh, you're a cranky boy. I'm gonna be in a bad way on Monday. Cranky boy. I'm gonna be very sad, and I'm gonna text you crying probably. Mm. It is the Super Clash Podcast, a podcast about shorter games. It is episode 87. I am your host, Kale. I'm Connor, and I'm yawning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if you haven't already found out, it's been a week. It's been two weeks, but it's been a week. And it's just been full of just stress and anxiety. And I have actually not gotten a decent night's sleep in probably two weeks. Why is that? I don't know, man. There's just something going going on. I don't know if there's like a, this aura in my house or something, but every single time I lay down and I try to relax, it feels like my heart is gonna burst out of my chest. Like I can, I can. Not only can I hear my heart rate, I can feel my heart rate. You need to lay off the drugs, dude. I need drugs. <laughs> I need weed. Like and and I've I've taken melatonin a couple of times and it's helped. But generally, melatonin is not good for you to take, like, every night. So I'm trying to, like... Yeah, it's not. It'll mess you up if you take too much of yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm trying to, like, stagger it. But I've tried everything and in order for me to stay asleep. And part of me actually wants to get up and maybe play some games to kind of try to wind down, bring down my anxiety a little bit. But at the same time, what spikes my anxiety is not getting enough sleep during the work week and so this, mm-hmm. there's just this never-ending cycle of me and i eventually get to sleep but come the next morning it's just been harder and harder and harder for me to get up and unlike you i'm more of a morning person you. except when it when i don't get any sleep and then i get grumpy you could be mr grumpy gills yeah very grumpy gills <laughs> so that's kind of been the extent of my week as well as finally filing my taxes. I did that too. Yeah. Are you painful. getting anything back? No, no, I owe a lot. Uh, yeah, because they, my <clears throat> wife changed jobs, but her previous company. Oh, so this was that was th- for for this year. And the previous year, they've screwed they did it, it up. again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My fucking god. Yeah, well, the first year they didn't take out enough, and then she adjusted it. But then that company, I think, was acquired by another company, and then that when they transferred everything over, I think they basically just did the same shit. So they like screwed it up, only uh. took out like half of the amount that they were supposed to. Even though we don't do any like additional like changes, we do right. like you know zero or whatever on the right. withholdings, right? And that doesn't cut it, which is bullshit. I think, honestly, if we're going to change one thing about taxes at a very base minimum, if somebody puts in zero on their taxes as far as withholdings, it should take out the exact amount it needs to take out Mm -hmm. to cover taxes to where when you file, you don't know zip. You may not get back zip, but you don't know zip, and that would be perfect. Right. So perfect. And that's that's what I don't understand because... because the W-2 or whatever tax document that you have, it shows how much took out in federal taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, so the system is there. The numbers are all out there. Theoretically, the businesses know how much they should be taking out. All you have to do is just kind of just cut out this middleman. But 
we live in a country of we live in a of, society. We live in we live in a society. <laughs> we live we live in a country just of a, well a capitalist country, and so you had a whole bunch of companies like Intuit, who lobby who lobbied uh, the government to to create these businesses like TurboTax to make it a business. That, that generally, I'm I'm pretty sure I, I'm getting some some of my facts wrong there, but they should put it towards a popular vote. Businesses cannot put any money in; they cannot campaign. Put it to a popular vote. Do we want taxes to just happen automatically, like they just take out the correct amount? Mm-hmm. Nobody gets a return. Nobody gets a nobody owes. It just takes out the correct amount automatically. I think 99% of people would be like, yes, hell yes. The only people who would be bummed about it is the people who do all the little, like, shitty tax breaky things, like, trying to, like, game the system and, right. you know? But your everyday common person, they, I would rather not have to fucking think about it, you know? just We need to catch up with the rest of the world. Yeah, just, just take the right amount out. I don't care. Boom. The end. We're done. Yes. That would be very nice. Yeah. Yeah. On a positive note though, and this and this this was a couple of weeks ago, you and I actually tried that new ramen place south of town. Yeah. With with our with you, me, your wife, and my wife. Ramen and bubble tea. Yeah. And it was delicious. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. We almost went the following weekend, but people we were gonna go with um got sick, so we couldn't. Oh man. And what what made it especially nice is I I pitched this idea to my wife, and my wife looked up the, looked up the menu, and to her surprise, they had a gluten free option. They had rice noodles, and she got so excited because my my wife is gluten sensitive, and like a little bit of gluten doesn't hurt her, but it's but at the same time it's not great. Yeah. Either, and in order for a authentic ramen place to have an alternative to your regular noodle is amazing and so exciting and it was actually pretty affordable too it was like twelve dollars a bowl yeah it wasn't terrible no and, and a pretty big portion it was very filling oh my god i had i had lots of leftovers after that yeah the hard part is and i talked to my wife about this afterwards is the proper way to eat ramen is considered rude by American standards. Oh, the slurping? Yes. Yeah. Slurping I know that. is considered rude in the United States if you if you do that, right? If you have any sort of like soup like dish, you're not supposed to do that. However, in you know, Japanese culture and actually many Asian cultures, like it's considered, you know, normal. Right? And so like we were actually watching this uh live action Japanese show for the past couple weeks. And one thing we noticed is when they go to the ramen shop, they all slurp the ramen. And so I'm like, it's like, I feel weird doing it in public, but it's Mm -hmm. also at the same time, it's like, well, if you're going to a ramen shop, even if it's in the States, like maybe nobody cares. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, I think, I think the, unless you're like an actual I don't know. I don't really see a boomer going to a, a ramen no, shop. No, we saw a lot there. There were a lot there, dude. I guess so. I don't Surprising know. Surprising number, actually. <laughs> M- who knows? Maybe maybe they were thinking, oh, this looks good, and 
realize I don't know. I I guess I have biases. Well, don't we all though? But what was really nice about the shop is that it was um it was kind of almost self serve in a way where you you would you would go up to the desk and you and you there would be a computer and you can put in what you want and everything and even a robot if unless it's charging will bring you your food. Uh, your wife brought up a good point. It's like it's like an introvert's uh, restaurant. Yeah, and I think it would have worked absolutely perfect had it not been so packed. Yes. Because the line was wrapped all the way like in a big circle around the entire building, basically. Mm-hmm. And this automated robot with trays on it and a little face would come by and it would drop off your ramen. The problem with that was... There were so many people lined up and standing in the aisles right. that the robot could not get to the tables. And so what happened was a woman had to come out and like take them off the robot and bring them to people. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think like if you went, like maybe if it dies down there, you know, kind of like a normal pace yeah. over the next months or so, like it'd be perfect. It would be absolutely perfect. You just go in there, you sit down, uh, well, you order on a tablet. Um, and if you got a drink, they give it to you right away. And then you go sit down, and this robot comes by your table and drops off your, yeah, your you, stuff. And but by the drink machines, it, there's chopsticks, your silverware, all that. It's all basically self serve. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And the food was excellent. Yeah, and you have a lot of different options to customize mm-hmm. too. So you could get so many different varieties if you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that was that's been kind of exciting for me these last few weeks is my wife and I acquired an Xbox Series X. Nice. And I've been playing that a lot more uh, than my PlayStation lately, probably because, you know, it's that honeymoon phase, you know, new console, new access to to, to games. And I've been... I, I went ahead and I sprung for um, the Game Pass Ultimate, so I have gold and Game Pass. For how long? Uh, it was a dollar for a month, and that, and then it's four, then it's fourteen ninety nine per month afterward, mm. and so really not all that terrible. And I'm I'm able to play these Xbox exclusives, uh, such as uh, Hi Fi Rush, and uh, e- even um, going back to playing some older games. Like I've been playing the Gears of War Remaster, which honestly, it's fun, but something's weird with the lighting engine. Like, I, I don't know what, what they did with it, but like the darks are too dark. Hmm. Like it, to the point where it's pixelated, it doesn't look great. Hmm. And I kind of forgot, even though, even though the gameplay of gears of war is still really fun. The uh, kitty. I heard a noise. Oh, yep. Yep. And we, Hi, we have, we have a kitty in here again. She's sneaky. She's a sneaky kitty. But anyway, uh, the dialogue, I forgot how cringy that dialogue is. Oh, yeah. It's like, especially, like, I think the first game is is, a spa- is especially guilty of this, where it sounds like, like a 12-year-old that's trying to sound adult by having as many curse words as possible. Yeah. And... I don't even know if that was a style for the time. Like it's it's like they were trying to be mature, but in the process of being mature, they made it childish. I kind of feel like people were aware that it was childish too, because I, I guess think, I think you had games that came out around that time, like Bulletstorm, 
that came out after Gears that were kind of like poking fun at that like style of game. Yeah, I guess. But but it's but the game is still fun. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. And I've and a little hint for what I'm going to be talking about next next week. I've been playing some Halo Infinite. Uh and I'll just leave it at that. I have quite a bit of thoughts on it and how I feel about where the series is going. I've played a lot of the campaign. I played a couple of multiplayer games to kind of get an idea. But um, other than that, really, yeah, no, nothing's really been going on. So that's fair. I've mostly been uh getting back into Dying Light Two, which I will touch on here in a little yes. bit. Uh, I'm gonna say right out of the gate because we haven't really been. I've been together in a few for a few weeks, and just kind of the state of the last few weeks this is going to be kind of a of a more relaxed episode. We're going to kind of ease our way back back into like the regular schedule. Uh, so I'm gonna I am still I'm still gonna talk about a game. I'm still gonna talk about Kirby, as I said uh, a few weeks ago. But don't expect anything like super deep this episode. But. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll still have fun, won't we, Connor? Define fun. I guess you're right. There's This, this episode's not going to be fun. It's going to be pain. Yeah. Anyway, Connor, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you start it off. Uh, uh, so you told me off air that you play Dying Light and it's still Garbo. In fact, I think it's worse, honestly. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so... I, <laughs> where to start with this game? So Dying Light 2 has been out for a while now, as yes, you're aware. I, I remember us playing for a while, and then we kind of fell off of it, be, especially around the time you unlocked this, like the, the second half of the game. And for some weird reason, during a chase scene, it would, it would cut to like a four second cut scene every two seconds. It literally take control away from you, a video game to which you control a character, mm-hmm. and the cutscene would be literally you closing a door and turning around and then continuing. Yep. It's yep. like there's and, a ton of that, and so I, much. I, I I don't get it, and I don't get how it could get any worse. Oh, it can get so much worse. Uh, so we. We being David and I and my wife restarted the game because um, when that game first launched, they did not have cross-gen play enabled. So PS4 people could not play with PS5. My oh, wife... They, they didn't? No. That's why uh, my wife didn't play with us. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. I guess I, I, guess I must have forgotten about that. Yeah, we had, we had bought two copies of the game initially because she was going to play on the PS4 Pro and I was going to play on the PS5, but uh, we couldn't. So... They've put that in now, I guess. And uh, honestly, the sad thing is the PS4 version is better than the PS5 version. How yes. so? Um, out of all the games that we played, the one who experienced the least amount of issues was my wife. Interesting. Yep. It's almost as if they... Well, Dying Light 2 was in development for such a long time. It was yep. probably intended for PS4. Yeah, and I I don't know what's going on with this game, but like, so 
as I said, we restarted it, and all the complaints that you made just a little bit ago about the constant cut scenes for dialogue or walking 10 feet, talk to someone, walk 10 feet more, talk to that same person, walk 10 feet more, talk to that person, like, that just persists. They didn't fix that. They didn't see it being a problem, I don't think, and they just kept that in there, which it's not great. And, in fact, further on, we've gotten further than where we got before right. when we first played through it's still just like that. Like you, there's a ton more like that. Um, there's a lot of audio looping issues. Um, I know one. I remember that one. For example, was uh, I think David was like sliding down a rope, and that sliding rope animation just stuck on his screen for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a few times where um, we're just playing. And then all of a sudden, I'm kicked out of the online game, and I'm just back in my game after a black screen. Or what's happened even worse is I would say every night we've played it, except for the very first night, which was oddly bug-free, every night since then that we've played it, uh, I've been kicked out at least twice, and David's usually kicked out at least once. And I'm not talking just kicked out of the online. Like hard crash? Game hard crashes. All the way back to the PlayStation dashboard. It has never happened to my wife yet. Hmm. It has only happened on the PS5, but it is still incredibly broken. And sometimes when it does that, you lose like progress essentially. If it hadn't recently saved, like all of all lost the like skills points that I had earned or the weapons that I've picked up, and I have to wait for my wife to then invite me back to the game and then hop back in the game and continue playing. And the fact that it has been out this long and has not been fixed. It's been almost a year. I think came out in February last year. Yeah, it's a slap in the face, dude. That This game is the proverbial slap in the face in the video game industry. Like, the first game was so good, so functional. They continued support on it. They kept pumping out updates and releases and constantly were supporting that game and for this one to be so broken and it seems like they either don't care or don't know how to fix it or they just abandoned it for uh dead, uh, dead island 2 well that's there's two different two different studios I think. they're both i thought they were both deep silver deep silver is a publisher oh okay but yeah um i just uh i i just don't know and the sad thing about it is this game genre is one of my absolute favorites. I love playing co-op looters, basically. So where you can go around in an open world with a group of friends, complete missions, and collect cool loot, customize your gear. Hence why Borderlands is one of our favorite games to play. Yeah. I, I didn't want to call this one a looter shooter because there's not really any guns in it per se. But you know what I mean. It's it's right. You're right. Right. It's a lot of fun, and those are the best games to play co-op with friends. And the fact that it takes you out of the game constantly when you're literally taken out of the game by being kicked to the desktop or dashboard, I should say, on a PlayStation. But like, it's it's so irritating. I was just getting mad at how broken the game was constantly that it it really deterred from my entertainment with it. Like, mm. became more of a chore. Well, yeah. And then fun. And I can honestly say that 
they just went so wrong with this game. I could not care less about the story of this game at this point. In Honestly, fact, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you what the story is. It's been so long since I played it, and it's left such little impact. All I know is that Rosario Dawson voices one of the main characters. Yeah. The fact that they there's constant like ten minute long exposition dumps that just really don't fucking matter, and they they punish you constantly. So it's like here's a ten minute exposition dump. Now go walk ten feet and go talk to that person. But it felt like when we were playing the game, unless we were skipping through the dialogue, we were spending more time stuck in dialogue than actually playing the game. And yeah. it really seems like if I had to boil this game down, the game is 50% talking, 25% running around a city, and 25% actually fighting things. And it's yeah. so annoying. And it's boring. It's boring, yeah. And I'm to the point now, and I think David's feeling a lot the same way, where it's like, we just want to finish this game. Like, I just want to finish it, and I just want to be done with it. And Kind of like uh, how we were with uh, Godfall. Let's just finish this game, for the love of God. And it's such a shame. Like, for me, for me, I know how you feel about, like, games like Last of Us. That's like a 10 out of 10 for you, right? Mm -hmm. The original Dying Light was a 10 out of 10 for me. So imagine they created Last of Us and then just completely dropped the ball on the second game. Like, broken, didn't work, story was trash, like, kicked there, you well, out of the there, game there, constantly. There, there's some people that would agree with you on some of those parts, but we won't speak of that. Yeah, but I mean, that but game, even if you didn't like the I get what story, you're saying, though. that game was functional. Yeah, I get, what, I get what you're saying, though. This game is 100%. not functional, and it's so... It, it makes me just want to go back and just play the first game, and just pretend the second one just didn't exist. Yeah. And... That's not good. That means you have essentially killed what could have been a very good franchise. $60 game. Yeah. Yeah. Such a shame. And so, I guess, to end it, I'll say, like, I'm going to keep playing it because I I want to get to the end of it. I'm, I want to feel like I at least got my money's worth out of the game, mm -hmm. I guess. And begrudgingly play it. I actually don't mind the combat in it, and I don't mind the weapon customization. No, that's that for the most part is pretty good, and the parkour isn't bad either. And the parkour, I think, has honestly been improved. There's a lot less of me not grabbing onto ledges mm -hmm. and missing ones that were obvious grab points than there was in the first game. They've improved the parkour part, I think, but uh, I think that. Uh, it's just, it's too buggy to be fun. Way too buggy. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to enjoy it, you know? I. That's the real sad part, man. Especially, like, especially at, uh, with the stresses you've been this week. You want to you wanna sit back and enjoy a game mm -hmm. rather than do a chore. Yeah. And visually, the game looks great yeah the like, game the game's not bad at all graphically it looks really mm -hmm. good and the open world is pretty cool a lot of the building designs the level designs pretty interesting it's just boring not functional 
the story sucks and the gameplay of it is, I hate to say, minimal. There's, I spend more time running and talking than I do fighting, mm-hmm. which it's an action game. You it's, want yeah, action. There's, there's literally zombies everywhere. I am not, and you know this for a fact, I am not normally one of those people that just like skip, 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 skip through no, dialogue in no. a game. I usually like enjoying the story, but it's just, it's drivel. It's drivel. You're you're just doing chores for people. And I don't care. <laughs> the whole game is called Dying Light 2 Stay Human. In reality, it should be called Dying Light 2 Stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. It's just stuff. Do you think you'd ever go back and try it? I honestly have no interest. You, you've given your time and you're done? I've given my time and I'm far more ADHD than anyone else in our friend group and I would literally not care. That's fair. I would literally fall asleep to whatever's going on and then die multiple times. The only joy I remember... No, you'd get kicked before you died. Oh, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> your game would crash on you before you died. The only joy <laughs> that I got from that game is when all of us are playing, and I decided to be an idiot and try to make... Because uh, w- throughout the game, there's these little mattresses near the ground that you can land on. There's there's safe points to drop on. And I remember we were all playing... And we were on like one of the tallest buildings in the beginning area, and there was a mattress there, and I thought I could make it. <laughs> and in reality, I knew I wasn't gonna make it. I w- I just wanted to be an idiot. I remember watching that, and and I just go hoot, and I, like, and then you turn, and you saw my icon just drop suddenly, <laughs> and say I needed help, <laughs> and all of you guys just started just cracking up. Yeah, the, the most fun part about it is just playing with other people. Really, yeah. And here's the here's when I knew this game was n- not going to uh, be as enjoyable. Um, the game itself, you have to play this incredibly long prologue before it opens up co-op. Yes, remember that? Yeah, oh my, it's it's like a five hour like prologue. It's, it took my wife two very frustrating. Uh, playthroughs to get through it like we sat down one night and i was like hey can you get through the prologue and then we can all play together and she was just getting like frustrated and bored i could tell and i'm like yeah the beginning of this game is really fucking boring and she didn't even want to finish it all in one night she's like oh i'm so done with this and then like the next day like finally got to the point where we could like play it all together and i think it's gotten just marginally better but i think it's just because you're playing with other people. Right. I think playing this game by myself, I'd be like, this sucks. And I also forgot to mention the the scenes that are the most annoying in co-op are where it's like, talk to the people in the village and get information on blah, 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 where it just kind of is like open. It wants you to talk to people. Uh, everybody has to stand next yes, to each other to talk to the person. That. Everyone needs to be in this area in order to progress the story. Why? Why can't it just be the host? And when it happens every five minutes, it's just, all right, all right, let's get up to the group. All right, let's get to the group. All right, let's get, like, we're all just, like, walking together like a, cl- a school of children, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like a class of little ones. It's like, <laughs> what is this it's, game? It's a very poorly thought out system. They, 
I don't know where they went wrong. I, I'm not well, they, smart enough to say, but they went wrong in a lot of places. Yeah. But speaking of co-op, as I change the subject here, uh, what I played these last few weeks with my wife was Kirby and the Forgotten Land. This was a game that, that my wife and I really sat down and, and, and played. We, we played quite a bit. Um, before things got, got super busy, we got, we got about 30% through the game. So we, we, so a good amount in and man, this Kirby's a lot of fun. Always has been dude. And I, I did a little bit of looking. Apparently Kirby in the Forgotten Land is like the first like actual 3D platformer Kirby. Yes. And I, I absolutely I've said this in, in previous episodes. I absolutely love what Nintendo does with their first party games. I don't know how they do it, but they always take these 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 titular characters and like putting them in these in these situations to where no matter what, it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Luigi's Mansion, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury. Uh, what what else? Um, oh hell, even like Mario Tennis and everything is like I don't I don't know how they do it, and Kirby is no different. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, one of the new uh, mechanics of this game is I f- it's like it's like it called like Big Mouth or something or or whatever. Not the show, but I forgot what it's called. I know what you're talking about. Do where like you're you're sucking up these large items like vending machines. You're and- not fully swallowing it. You're just kind of like. Mm-hmm. And shaped like, by it cars you become carby mm-hmm. uh and and getting through the levels and solving puzzles this um using these items and this was such a good time for my wife and i be- because we were always so determined each level to try to find all the waddle d's to rescue all the secret stuff and i just had so much fun playing this game with her you guys would drive me insane. <laughs> I cannot stand doing my first playthrough trying to find every item. It slows that progress down to like nothing. Yeah, but I know like that. That's kind of how how we how we played, and I I enjoyed every every bit bit of it. Um, a lot of the challenges were surprisingly difficult, especially later in in later games where there's these time limits and there's these shifting platforms that you have to try to find gems in order to, to unlock doors. And there were some times where we failed quite a bit. Hmm. So like, it's, it's also really funny. Um, do you still think, uh, Nintendo still kind of has an aura where people assume, Oh, it's Nintendo. It's, it's kid, it's kid stuff. Typically. Yeah. One, I don't understand that, that, that stereotype. I just think Nintendo is more like, all ages rather rather than anything the switch less so it's because their primary mascot characters are more kid friendly yeah than the other platforms but point is kirby may look kid friendly but the game can be very very difficult and the fact that kirby kills little innocent critters that are so adorable yeah and and takes their power in fact he's the darkest villain of all <laughs> I mean, yeah. did you see those cute little fox characters? Just murders them all, just in cold blood. Mm-hmm. And he la- and and he laughs about it. He's happy. Hi. 
<laughs> but this, I I really enjoyed this game. Um, it's about ten hours to complete. So Do you think after you finish this one, you're gonna try some of the other Kirby games? Definitely, or or at least finding a game for my wife and I to to uh, to sit down and and play. Um, we have some we have some Nintendo games. We have some games on the Xbox and and PlayStation. Um, if I had to say anything though, um, the the player two character of Kirby is is the Bandana Waddle Dee. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as fun as Kirby, um, themselves. Yeah, because like the 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 whole the whole fun of Kirby is being is sucking up these enemies and gaining their power and a, there, a lot of there's a lot of puzzles to be solved with these powers whereas the banana waddle d ban, banana bandana waddle d is you just get a spear yep and like you can still fight enemies and it's still fun but you, but the player too needs to rely solely on on kirby in order to get through it and especially you, and you cannot separate that far. Wherever Kirby goes, uh, like you'll be teleported to him. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I honestly don't s- see the problem with just a different colored Kirby as player two, so both players can engage with these abilities. In some Kirby games, they do that, and in other ones, they make you Waddle Dee or another side character. It really is up in the air. Yeah, because. A lot of times it is Waddle Dee, though. Yeah, which I I don't get, honestly. Like sometimes it works out. Some some of these, uh, game mechanics that 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 you engage in, some of them are, are like you're on a boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> Lonely Island. I didn't um, expect that. All right, go yeah. on. But there are a lot of times when you're on a boat, and uh, Kirby is like this weird thing that that like blows out air and shoots the uh the boat forward and you as as the bandana wild d can throw spears and and knock out enemies Mm -hmm. in those senses it works or it or if you become carby uh you you can throw spears as well but in most other situations you're at the mercy of kirby solving these puzzles and getting through these obstacles yeah uh i almost think that co-op was more of an afterthought for for the Kirby games. Mm-hmm. So solely because 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 maybe that Kirby game. Yeah, well, yeah. I I should I should be more specific for Forgotten Land because they've had co op in Kirby since the freaking SNES ones at least. Okay, yeah. So but, I mean, it's been a core part of the Kirby games for a long. But time. Nintendo, I I I beg you, like it. While there may not be lore accurate or whatever the lore of Kirby is, just just have us be a different colored Kirby. You can't do that, man. Why? Why you not? You can't do that, man. No. Or 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 at least something that can oh I can suck like I don't know because there are times where I I want to swing a hammer at somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Mario and Lu- and Luigi. Like they're they're both like, well, at least in early games they were they had the same abilities. Uh, I mean, no, they're different. Well, in earlier in earlier games like the like the NES ones, it was literally a different colored Mario. 
in the NES ones, but every one since then, Mark Luigi's been a little different. He does a little like kicky jump. Yeah, he he does, but but like it's still fun to play, and you don't feel like you're underpowered com- compared to Mario. Yeah, you're just different. Mm-hmm. Like how they did it with Super Mario 3D World, the most uh, one of the most recent like uh, 3D Mario games, and one of the most fun. By yeah, the way, is like you know. Mario is like balanced, right? Uh, Luigi can do the little like steppy kick jump sort of thing. Yeah, Peach uh, can float. She can float, and then Toad is faster mm-hmm. than all the other characters. So the everyone has a little advantage to them, basically. But uh, it doesn't really make any character better than the others, I suppose. No, but uh, th- there were some times though I I played uh. Kirby on my own, like when when my wife is a little bit too tired, and I had a blast. I I I defeated a few bosses as Kirby, and the boss fights are so much fun in that game. They're not like they could be challenging, but they're not too terribly challenging. No, but they're always so satisfying once you kind of figure out the gimmick. Yeah, but I want to keep playing this game. I want to play what what's what's the most recent one like. Dreamland, Dream World, Kirby's Dream. It it's a re it's it's like a re-release or remake of of a Wii U game. No, it's a remake of a Wii game. Wii game, yeah. Um, and it is as Connor looks it up. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Oh, Return to Dream. Okay, okay, gotcha. My wife's been playing that one. So that that's gonna be next on the list. That one's a two point five D platformer, I think. Okay, cool. Which most of the Kirby games are. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have to say. Like, Kurt, it's a good time, man. It's it's fun, you know. It's uh, I haven't played uh the one that you're talking about, Forgotten Lands, or the most recent one that just dropped. Mm-hmm. But I need to at some point because I've played a lot of the others. Like the ones on the uh, Wii and the Wii U were fun. Um, what was the? There was Kirby's Epic Yarn, which is on the Wii. That one was a lot of fun, and then there was the clay-looking one that was on the Wii U. I wish I could remember the name of it. I'm not great with the names, but... It's all good. But yeah, that one was a lot of fun, too. And then there was another one, Kirby All-Star Allies, I think it was, or something like that. Kirby yeah. Star, something. That one was also on the Switch, and I did play that one. Um, that one you could play as Kirby or any of his like friends, basically. So you could be like Waddle Dee or whomever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I like about the, the the Switch games. Like they're perfect for, uh, like when you're about to go to bed, you're in bed, and you just play a first party Nintendo game to relax. They're great. They're perfect. Yeah, yeah, well, I enjoy them. I I enjoy them a lot. This this game is like an eight is like an eight out of ten for me, and I can tell Dying Light's like a one out of ten for you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be that mean, but yeah, it's pretty. Low. Oh, who, who gives a fuck? But yeah, but, Kirby games are always like, I don't think I've played a bad Kirby game in a long time, mm-mm. if at all. But I think that'll pretty much do it for us. It's again, it's been a kind of a chill episode. We're both tired and, but we love you guys. That's why we're doing this. All six of you. I'm doing it for me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll do it for you. Well, this is our last episode of the Super Clash podcast. Um, 
after today, uh, Kale will take a long journey into the forest and not return. Mm. Yeah. But if, but if, <laughs> just I, I'm, I'm, that one, huh? I'm just gonna accept my fate. <laughs> okay. But if you guys like the show, like and subscribe, or you don't like the show, tell your friends, maybe they'll like it. Well, we also have merch, which is right down in the description below. And that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.